Hi and welcome to a heart for God and what he wants for us. And what he wants for us. My name is Jane Parrott and I'm glad to be here today because God, he has made this possible. Nobody but Jesus can do these things that he do. For without him, we can do nothing. He is our rock. He is our salvation. He is a shelter in the time of storm. God is good and good God is. Hallelujah. I will lift up my eyes to the hills and with cometh my help. Because my help cometh from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. How y'all doing today? I hope everyone out there is doing great. Today, I would like to come to you with a little study of doing something because God said do something. This title is I want to do it because God said it. One more time. I want to do it because God said it. We're not talking about man today. We are talking about our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Nobody can do this. We want to do it because our hearts are there. We want to do this. And God also knows when our hearts are there too. Because he said he tried the hearts of man. He knoweth all things. There's nothing that God does not know. He even knows your thoughts, my Lord. Thoughts that are far off. Thoughts that even came in your mind yet. Wow. That's an amazing God. That's an awesome me. That's an awesome God, y'all. Y'all got to know it. Awesome God. A-W-E-S-O-M-E. Oh, yes. Amen. Awesome. Have you ever went to a park and you saw... Maybe a kid doing some bike trips. And you was like, man, I wish I could do those bike trips. That's awesome. Well, it ain't nothing compared to God's awesomeness. When God stretched out the heavens, my Lord, that was awesome. When he said, let there be lights in the heavens. And hallelujah, there was lights. Wow, take your imagination there. Can you take it there right now? Close your eyes and see it. Just lights appearing in a bunch of dark void of nothing. And just a bunch of lights. It's like you went and turned the light on in your room and it was dark. And you said, wow, I can see everything. Isn't that great? Yes, that's great. That's wonderful. But well, that's how God turns the lights on us. <laughs> Oh, yes. 
Alright, now I would like to get to this subject, this beautiful subject. You know, and one of the scriptures in Psalms, uh, the Old Testament, God's, when um, David was talking about what we should do, and uh, he was telling you that he was telling the people. You know, this is a good thing. You, this is this is something that you should you need to do to God. In other words, yes, God wants you to be doing that. You know, and it was such a beautiful scripture where David was exalting God, and he was telling the people, you know, this is what I'm going to do. Y'all should do the same thing because this God would love this. He wants his people to do this. And because he said it, we're going to do it. Psalms 47 and 1. It said, Clap your hands, O ye people. Semicolon. That means stop right there. Woo-hoo. Stop right there. Start clapping them hands. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. That means that you know you already got the victory over this thing or whatever it is. With the voice of triumph, a voice of over, overcame. Hallelujah. Overcame. So it's telling him. He says, shout unto God. It didn't say shout unto man. Like, hey, y'all. No, he said shout unto God with the voice of triumph. It's already done. Hallelujah. It's already done. Already done, 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 done. Hey. All right. Now we're going to get into another scripture. What Father God what he said for us to do but we must do when we are coming to him what we first must do when we are coming to him before you do anything else this is the first thing you must do and the first thing is he that cometh to me Jesus was saying these words he that cometh, E-T-H, my Lord, don't stop coming. When you say, oh, the people just, every time I turn around, they just keep, they cometh, they cometh, they cometh. They always coming, cometh, continue, they cometh, cometh. So if you coming to God, say, he that cometh to me must first, first thing first, believe that's the first thing you got to do is believe that I am. I am God. I am the one who created. I am the beginning. I am the end. I am your Jehovah Jireh. I am your healer. Then it said, believe that I am. 
And it carries on. More to there. And I am. There go that I am again. I am a rewarder. So God said, I'm going to, I got some rewards. A rewarder. So I will continue to give you rewards. E-R. I am the rewarder. I am specifically, that's who I am. I'm straight, straight that way. That's me. Rewarder of them that diligently, that mean continually, don't stop seeking me. He that diligently seek me. So God said, I, I will reward you if you diligently seek me. If you diligently seek me. God said, I am a rewarder. And you can find that verse in you will find that in Hebrews eleven six through eight. Amen. He is a rewarder of them that diligently that be continually continually want God to seek something is to search for something that means I want I want God I want him I want to be a part of this God say I will give you what you need if you diligently don't stop coming to me he wants God wants you to come to him but when you come you can't have doubts you gotta believe that he exists you gotta believe there is a God up there amen you got to believe he is the one that made this universe you got to believe I would like to give a definition of willingly willingly saying I want to. When you willingly give somebody something, you wanted to give it to them. There was no heartbreak about it or you didn't feel bad or you felt good about giving them something because that's what you wanted to. That's what God said, you know, if we be willing and obedient, we shall eat the good of the land willing I want to be obedient I want to and when you want to you will make a step to do something when you really want to do something can't nothing stop you you're going to make that step my lord to get from A to Z and that's what it takes because you are willing it's like going to school you are willing to get in that class sit down get a lesson learn something and carry on and get that favorite job that maybe you would want it and that's what you do when you're willing willingness i'm coming every day i'm coming every day i'm going to continually 
seek out to get what I'm trying to receive. I'm going to continue to come this way willingly. I'm pressing this way. I'm Going forward this way and not backwards because this is what I want. It's a car on that lot and it's for sale. That's what I'm willing to get up every day if I can to see if I can talk this man into giving me a good price or giving me a uh, this car. And I really want it because I'm, I'm willing to get up every day to go see about this car. Uh, it's willingly is I want to it's my thing it's what uh, pleases me it, this is a good thing for me I want to amen going on and putting so that's believing in Jesus and then that's Yes. And then we got to become involved in a local Bible believing church and seek friendship with Christian followers. And this you'll find in John 1 1 and 7. So it says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship. I would like to give a brief definition on the word fellowship. What it's saying, it means friendly association. That means you're getting along with people, association, you have things to do with people, especially with people who shares one interest. So you're in the faith, you're with people who are sharing your same thoughts that you share. You're in compliance with them and you're sharing things together, same interest. But when you walk in the light, as God is in the light we have fellowship one another and you can have association with people who share your same interest with the Christians who share the same thoughts that you share you can hallelujah Say, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Amen. God is study doing a work on us, cleaning us. Cleanse it. So God said, you are clean by the words I have spoken unto you. So it's the word that's going to do the cleaning. Hallelujah. From this sin. God's word, as we continue to follow it, it will do the cleansing in our life if we continue to walk in the light it will do the cleansing in our, our our bodies it will do the cleansing in our hearts 
and also to forgive others. You would like to go to Ephesians 4 and 32. And it says, and be ye kind one to another. It's got one comma there. So you got to pause it for one second. And it's telling you how to be kind. Be tenderhearted. They tenderhearted. Forgiving one another. Even as God for Christ's sake has. Hath forgiven you. Christ, he forgave us. So he's telling us in order to forgive others, you got to first, you got to have a tender heart. You got to be kind one to another. You have, and then to be kind one, you got to have a tender heart. That's the only way you're going to be able to forgive. You got to be tender hearted. Like to go with Matthew 6 and 15. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, I mean, what they have done to you, if you do not forgive them of what they've done to you, neither will your father forgive your trespasses, things that you have done to others. Things that you was supposed to be going that way towards that person, and you did to trespass. We know what trespass means. It's like if you got a dog and dog, and on the gate it said, "Do not trespass." That means don't go beyond the borders of where you supposed to be at. If you are not welcome to come through the gate, you are a trespasser. That means you are going beyond the limits of what you were supposed to go. So you go beyond the limits of somebody else where you are not welcome to go. You are trespassing them. So God is saying he won't forgive our trespasses if we do not forgive those who have trespassed against us. So let us forgive people of people trying to go over us and over our heads or try to go beyond the limits of where we said no. I said forgive them of what they've done. Because if you do not forgive them, Father and God, Father God in heaven will not forgive yours. Amen. 1 John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, if we say what we have done, that was wrong. If, if we confess our sins, admit it. To confess is to admit. Comma. Then you go on. He is faithful. See, God is faithful and just. He never changes. He is loyal. Faithful is loyal. He is loyal. And he's just. He's a God of justice. To forgive us our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
righteousness. But something we got to do first. We got to admit our sins. You have to say, Lord, I know I've been doing wrong. I know that this was wrong. And if you do that, God said, I, I, I'm faithful enough. I can help you. I'm just. I, I'm, I'm a God of equality. My Lord, I can help you there. Like he's our advocate. An advocate is a person who helps you like a lawyer. He is for your he is for the justice side to help you get through this justice or to give you what is equal that's coming to you. So God is just. He's not wicked, he's just. He's fair to forgive us of our sins. He said he will forgive us. And he will clean us up. Of that sins we committed. He will clean us up from that unrighteousness. Unrighteousness is sin. He will clean us up from that which is not right. Amen. So live your life with thankfulness. Not complaining. Ephesians 5 and 20 says giving thanks always for all things unto god and the father in the name of our lord jesus christ but we gotta give thanks always for all things unto god not just sometime but god wants us to give it all the time and when you give it Give it. Say unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is who we're giving it to. Our Lord Jesus Christ in his name. So we got to give thanks to God. Got to give him thanks for all things. Lord, thank you for that. We're not talking about vain. Five and seventeen. We're gonna start at the sixteen, then we're gonna read them. It said, Rejoice for ever rejoice evermore. Don't stop rejoicing. And then where they put a period there. There's no commas this time. There's nothing like that. Seventeen. Pray without ceasing. Don't keep your prayers. Don't stop. Keep your prayers going. Everywhere you go, you say in prayer. It don't always have to be a prayer about something that's bad, something that's going on, but it could be a prayer about, Lord, I just want to do your will. 
help me get to continue in this way. Strengthen my mind, strengthen, strengthen my body, strengthen me, Lord. Strengthen me in your word. Give me courage. And it could be that type of prayer. You know, to be like, oh, Lord, stop the man on the street. He, he acting crazy. You know, it has to be those type of outwitted prayers. You could be praying for people or you could be praying uh, for your family. All depends. All depends on what you need from God, what you want from God. That's just what you're praying but God's saying, pray without ceasing. Don't continue in this. Always pray. That men ought to always pray and not faint. So when we're praying, we won't faint. Amen. 18. It's saying, everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Just telling you again. This is the will of God and Christ Jesus concerning you. But when you're praying without ceasing, when you're rejoicing, always, evermore is always. Continue, evermore is always. Keep that joy, always, in your spirit, in your mind, in your, in your heart. Keep that joy in your heart. Pray, pray without ceasing. And then give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. This this is in God. Not outside of God, but in God. And guess what? It's all about you. This is what God wants about you. He wants you to do to be in this mode. This mind's this mind way. Hallelujah. Then say a son about loving others. 1 John 4 and 7. We're reading from the King James Version. Say, Beloved. Comma. Stop right there. One second. Let us love one another. And then it's going to have the two dots there. And that's, that's the ex, this, this is explaining why. Why. It's telling you why we should do this. And, and it's explaining, it's putting an explanation. When you see those two little dots and like two periods together, it's explaining an explanation. It's say, for love is of God. It's telling you all about it. It's telling you all about it. For love is of God. Then it has a semicolon. Pause. Think about that. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth, E-T-H, continual. I don't love you today, then tomorrow I hate you. Uh, I love you for a season and then act like I don't know you no more. Get away from me. No. Love it. I mean, all time. Talk about a brother. He love it at all time. And everyone that love it is born of God. That means you have God's spirit. You are born of God. You are born of you are a new creature. You are born of God. And not that you just born of God, comma. And know it. God. You know all about God. And you're study learning because ETH is continual. That's what we learn in school. 
when we put the ETA continuous, you have to be continuous or you have to be knoweth. So continuous, knoweth, all continuing to know God. Don't just say, when you say, I know God, that means you know everything about him. Well, to knoweth, like you can say, I, uh, they'd be like, do you knoweth that person? I don't knoweth that person. And that's another one, how they used it in the Bible text, ETH. Do you knoweth of this person? That means, do you have affiliation? Do you have some knowledge? Know is the word that comes from knowledge. Do you have the knowledge of God? So when you are born again, you will begin to receive the knowledge of God. And what is the knowledge of God? Through His Word. When you learn, take my yoke and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Know it. You, you got to learn. You got to get the knowledge of what God is saying. Amen. When you learn the knowledge, then you will begin to know how God feels, what he desires, what he requires, uh, what he thinks. And it's all in his, in his word. It's all in his word. Different books you read will tell you. When Jesus was upon the earth, he told of many things about himself and him and the Father, how, how he is in the Father and the Father is in him. And they are one. So he told of many things because he said he only speaks what the Father tells him to say. He only do it what he said Father do. So knoweth of God. He had a relationship, my Lord. Get a relationship. And when you get a relationship, in that way you can know of God. And you will be the one that knoweth of God. Hallelujah. I would like to go in some other uh, things that... Uh, That we need to know about is but God so we go through some things we need to go we need to go through those scriptures that say but God so I would like to talk also about the but God Bible scriptures <laughs> and I also like to talk about this blog that I came across uh, I was reading upon and it's very interesting uh, about the lady who wrote the blog and she was talking about some scriptures also and she's talking about someone that she knew and some part of her life story she was telling and I thought it was very interesting I would like to share it with you uh, it was about the book God okay so she Um, was saying 
about some of her favorite scriptures throughout God's word and it, how it helped her was the but God and I would like to share this with you we got to remember that God can and he will but we got to know that he's the only one that can bring the hope you know but God brings hope when we can't see our way through it but God means ashes aren't the end of the story and but God says God comma not our circumstances it doesn't always get the last word amen okay here's the story of her say I saw this recently as I sat across the table from my close friend listening as she spilled out the events of the last few months On a normal day, doing ordinary paperwork, she uncovered something odd. The more she researched, the more she learned and liked pulling a straight thread. Her life unraveled before her. Amen. Her marriage had been destroyed by deceit and infidelity. She's talking about someone she was familiar with. She had no idea how to move forward, much less help her children walk through her own tangled grief. She said, um, I had no solutions. Thought I listened and we prayed. The overwhelming situation left me wondering how this would all end. When we were up against overwhelming circumstances, parenting struggles, razor-thin finances, or on a new diagnosis. We may see no way out. We're helpless to fix it, and we're left wondering how it will all end. But God, there you go. Like that, God doesn't just redeem us for himself. He redeems our stories for himself. God is a redeemer and he redeems all things offered to him. What the enemy means for evil to steal, come or kill, and destroy our faith, our family, come, friendships, and more. God intends for good. Okay, so we would like to read the story of um, Joseph. We know the story of what happened to Joseph. You know, Joseph declared this. He had been, this is the things that events that happened in Joseph's time when his brothers had threw him in the pit and um, he became a slave. You know, Joseph declared this. He'd been thrown into a pit, sold. Okay, had she put a comma, I mean, she put a semicolon there which is something to think about. He'd been thrown into a pit. Wow. Can you imagine a pit? Something down in a hole. You know, you should shoot. Probably, who knows what's down there? A snake or something? Who knows? A pit. Pits are pretty dark. And it's long, 
hole in the earth. Sold into a pit. Sold as a slave. Okay, she put a semicolon again. Think about that. He was sold as a slave. Taken from everything he knew and loved. Another semicolon. Taken from everything he knew and he loved. He loved his father. He was taken from that. All of that. Separated from family for decades. Wow. Years and years and years. Every 10 years is a decade. Wrongfully, put another semicolon holding there. Tell you, think about this. Being separated from your family for decades. Wow. Wrongfully accused despite his honesty. He was wrongfully accused. Hard work and integrity. Put another semicolon there. He did a lot of hard work, but he kept his integrity. Wrongfully imprisoned. You know what that was? Potiphar's wife. His wife tried to set him up. And he was wrongly accused. He was wrongly imprisoned. Put in prison because of this lady. Trying to say that, oh, you came on me and tried to take me. And he that was far from his mind. He just wanted to serve God. And be a good person in in um, Potiphar's house, and left in prison despite his hard work and innocence. Through it all, Joseph could say that his brothers intended to harm him, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done—the saving of many lives. So this woman, she was trying to say, we go through things, but God, God was there for him in the time of his need. He did not change at all. He stayed the person that he was through all the decades. He could have got depressed to a point where he just said, you know what, I give up. God, I just can't deal with this situation being wrongfully talked about, my Lord. But he did not give up, and God worked it out. We know what the end of the story became. The brothers came to Egypt to get food to take back, and we know what happened. Because God set it up. God set it up. And sometimes God is setting up things in our life that we cannot see. There's a, there's a plan that he has. But we got to know that God can work. And I'd like to read one more scripture. Or maybe two. Genesis 8 and 1. But God remembered Noah. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth and the waters receded. That means they stopped rowing. They came to a halt. Because God remembered. He did not 
forsake Noah. He remembered all the animals and the things that was in that ark. And God made it stop. And Genesis 31:42. If the God of my father, comma, the God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac had not been with me, you would have surely had sent me away empty-handed. But God has seen my hardship and the toil of my hand. And last night he rebuked you. See? But God, when God is in the midst of something, something got to turn out okay. God will not leave you empty-handed. People will leave you empty-handed. But God will not leave you. Because God has seen. God sees your hardship. He knows. And he will make a way. Amen. And Genesis 31 and 7. Yet your father has cheated me and changed my wages ten times. Period. But God did not permit him to harm me. God will hold that hand back. He will stop people from harming you. So you got to know your book, God's scripture. Amen. Praise God for the reading of his word. Remember, death and disease do not get the last word. Because there's always, always, always a but God. (laughs) Amen. God bless this blog that was written. So Jesus says, he was just saying there's a but God out there. When you think you're about to give up to your last oomph, there is a but God. And God will find a way and he will allow the hand of that person to be subdued. Amen. I hope tonight we learn that we can do things willingly to God because he said it and doing it willingly is better than being just told to do something when you're willingly you shall eat the good of the land and that we can depend on God he's a right now he's an on time God hallelujah To God be the glory, the honor, and the praise. I hope you were blessed by this podcast. Keep looking to the hills with cometh your help. Because your help is coming from the Lord. And you know why? He made the heavens and the earth. And he loves you. In Jesus' name, have 
a wonderful day and keep looking up.